You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven minutes after nine South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. All of the listeners are listening to us right now. Live on Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah. Well, Jama'a, we had our two contestants, our little Umayma Sidat, and we had our little Abdul Rahman from Durban Musgrave. Uh, I see somebody says here from <laughs> from London says, Mulana, why don't you ask your senior Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim, uh, what his rai? Uh, should we give both of them the prizes, the, the bicycle? Because, of course, one has to walk away. I know last week we had a tie. Today, again, we had a tie. So I told the listeners, I need 50 messages uh, to say, should we give both of them the bicycles, the mountain bicycle? And I see I only received so far 38 uh, 38, this one is from Umeima's cousins, uh, Wajiha, Mardia, and Rumeisa. Uh, from, from Umeima's cousins, Wajiha, Mardia, and Rumeisa, Henry. Please give both contestants a bicycle. I'm sitting with 38. I said I needed 50 messages. But anyway, it's a beautiful night. <laughs> I know if I'm going to ask my beloved Ustad, I know exactly what answer he's going to give me. Because he loves children, he loves kids. Ustad? Welcome to the show. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum wa salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulana ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to our esteemed listeners, our brothers and sisters in Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brilliant show, Mulana. Beautiful <laughs> questions, mashaAllah. Lots of challenges. That shows, alhamdulillah, Mulana, if we make proper tarbiyat of our children, Allah Allah has given them such a photographic memory, such a wonderful memory, alhamdulillah. Mm. So that shows that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said Mm. that when Allah blesses you with children, Mm. then do three things. Number one, keep a good name for them. Uh Number two, give them the best Islamic education. And thirdly, when they reach a marriageable age, get them married. Allahu Akbar. The greatest gift a father can give to a son is adab. And Hudur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Addibu awladakum. Discipline your children. Instill values in your children. Empower your children. And if we start at an early age, Mulana, believe me, Wallahul Adeem, we have seen miracles of the Quran. Mm. Three year old, four year old becoming Hafizul Quran. This is a mojiza. Haza kalamu Rabbi. This is my Allah's kalam. This is my Rabb's kalam. Kalamul Muluki, Mulukul Kalam. So it shows that, Mulana, if we as parents take pride and great interest in the welfare, and the deen and tarbiyat of our children. Mm. Allah will create such a mahal of deen in our homes, mm. in our society, that we cannot even imagine. And that's when it brings the, the mercy of Allah, the rahmah of Allah, mm. the unity of Allah, the forgiveness of Allah, the understanding of deen, if we just treasure this amanat that Allah has given us. These masum children are like a beautiful piece of rock. When you give a sculpture, Uh you know, a designer, a piece of wood or a piece of stone, and you tell him, carve me something that's going to be exclusive. 
you can see masterpieces coming out. Sure, subhanallah. Allah Park, Allah Park has given us these children as a masterpiece. It's left to you. Chai Haskar Guzardo, Guzardo. If you want to let your children just go and waste their life, then you're going to cry tears of blood. And if you want your children to be successful, Hmm. Then come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Hmm. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. Hmm. Wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhi nastafa. Amma baadu wa uzu billahi minat shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال تعالى في مقام آخر وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين وقال تعالى في مقام آخر وإنك لعلى خلق نظيم وقال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيها النبي إنا أرسلناك إنا أرسلناك شاهدا شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا وداعيا من الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدنيا مذرية الآخرة بلغ الأولى بكماله كشف الدجا بجماله حسنت جميع خصاله صلوا عليه وآله اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم صدق الله مولانا العظيم respected listeners brothers and sisters in islam allah has blessed you and me with iman and your great your greatest companion your greatest teacher your greatest supporter is none other than your wife. Haq. Hadrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala farmati hai. She says, I heard my Habib Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recite this dua in his namaz. Ki apni baad namaz mein ye dua parte de. So it shows that when it comes to ibadat, it has to be a family effort. Mm. You can't be only worrying about your akhirat and your jannat. Allah wants you to be united, your family, your wife, your children. So it shows that how observant she was 
that whenever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to supplicate to Allah, mm-hmm. she used to listen attentively to the beautiful du'as that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to recite. So I felt that this evening, let me share this du'a with you, which she said, I heard my Habib Muhammad Rasulullah generally read this du'a in his namaz. And what is that du'a? Allahumma hasibni Allahumma hasibni Make my accountability easy. So respected brothers and sisters in Islam, learn this to our short, brief, comprehensive. Allahumma hasibni, hey meri piyari Allah, hasibni hisabin yasira, mera hisab asan parmana. Allah, make my accountability on the day of Qiyamah easy. Famayi ya'mal misqala dharratin khayrayra. وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرَّيْرَةٍ You do an atom's worth of good, Allah will wait on the scale of justice. Hmm. And you do an atom's worth of guna, you will see it on the scale of justice. رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ All I'm begging you. رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ My humble appeal to you. Is the day when you take my accountability. Allah, make my accountability easy. So respected brothers and sisters, the topic we chose was for tonight was family ties. Mm. So my opening statement is going to be, no matter what, how much wealth one may have, because this is how we judge people today. I respect you because of your wealth. I'll make salam to you because of your wealth. I will do you favors because of your wealth. This dunya is full of opportunities. So, no matter what, how much wealth one may have, if this life is without Allah, this life is worthless. And what's your purpose of living in this world? Because Allah Ta'ala gave Fir'aun wealth, Haman wealth, Allah Ta'ala gave the greatest of kings wealth. They all left this world without Iman. So don't run behind this world. This wealth, this dunya will give you endless problems. It will never come to your rescue at any time. 
एंड जहां बजते हैं मकारे वहां मातम भी होता है इन दैट वेरी हाउस वे दे वॉज अर्ली ऑन सिंगिंग रिजॉइसिंग एंड फन इन दैट वेरी सेम हाउस अ फ्यू सेकेंड लेटर इज रोने की आवाज आती है somebody has passed away see so as a mu'min we need to be conscious of allah al kayisu man dana nafsahu wa amila lima ba'd al maut an intelligent person in islam is a person who fights his nafs you know when i was speaking to a sister mm-hmm. this morning and she was telling me molana you know with all the sicknesses that is around all this test and trial zina has become still the number one factor in our community i said what are you talking about she said yes ma'am today if you want favors the one thing the man will say you sleep with me mm. and i'll grant you whatever you want name your price astaghfirullah astaghfirullah <laughs> and then we want to cry to allah then we want to ask allah why this calamity allah why this azab allah why this suffering is this what islam is about islam is about chastity al hayau shubatun min al iman modesty sharam allah consciousness is part of him so respected brothers my one question that i was going to ask tonight molana and maybe our listeners can help us ji ustad so many brothers passed away they have left widows uh-huh. so many brothers have passed away they have left often children uh-huh. so many brothers have passed away through the covid or any other sickness accident mm. general sickness <clears throat> molana who's going to take care of those yatim children who's going to take care of those widows who's are how many sisters are got divorced yep. in this current period well, who's going to take care of them one is this worry about the sickness likulli da in dawaun for every sickness there is a cure illa al maut except maut is the cure for it we all have to go but do we understand are we seeing the far sightedness of what is going to be the repercussion so many widows left behind so many yatim children masoom children mm. whose responsibility is this and what role is the ummah going to play the ulama social workers family members and all those who have the interest of the ummah at heart molana how are we going to face this challenge are we ready for this so that's going to be one of the questions i'd like to ask our listeners mm. okay, what solutions can we offer to these young widows malana to these masoom children to these orphan children where does their life go to from here yes islam has a perfect solution to the problem mm. but we'll deal with that inshallah ulazis so as an opening statement malana it's not about your wealth it's not about your name innallaha la yanzuru ila suwarikum allah is not looking how handsome or pretty you are but usta don't don't i see there's a sister says here that but don't you think that uh, that breaks family ties as well where 
my husband wants to look after a widow. As you were saying right now, uh, husband passed away, he left the uh, children, often left the wife. I mean, now the sister says, don't you think that breaks family ties? Because uh, the sister doesn't agree her husband to marry a widow. Ustad. Allahu Akbar, Mabiyya Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam encouraged all the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, some were widows, some were divorcees, and Hudud sallallahu alayhi wasallam married them and showed to them. And this is the talim of the ummah. Ask the jurist of Islam, they will tell you that it's priority to get a divorcee or a, or a widow married quicker than a virgin person simply because she's gone through the mill of marriage. If you want the ummah to be protected, chaste and safe, then one of the safest way to protect the integrity of women, sharam, haya, modesty, is inshallah to get them married. Look at the Sahaba Ikiram. They went for jihad. They became shaheed. Their wives married another Sahabi. That Sahabi went for jihad. He became shaheed. They married a third Sahabi. It goes on. But alhamdulillah, Islam has a solution. You're not going to break family ties. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encouraged, marry the widows, marry the divorces. Mm. Yes, together, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said to Sahabi, I think it was Hazrat Jabir radiallahu ta'ala, Jabir, did you get married? And he said, Ya, ya Rasulullah, I married. Rasulullah asked him, who did you get married to? And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I got married to a lady. So Rasulullah said to her, then why didn't you get married to a young lady? You would have tasted of her and she would have tasted of you. She said, he said to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, I have young sisters. Mm. Who's going to look after my young sisters? So I looked at somebody with maturity. I looked at somebody with experience. And that is why I gave preference. So the sister, this is what I'm going to say. Now, if we are going to be selfish, <clears throat> I'm not saying just go left, right, center and start marrying. Of course. When you cannot fulfill the rights of your own wife first. Somebody asked a great alim of deen, you know, how do I treat two wives? Isn't this question is going to come up and it's going to raise a lot of callers, Molana. Uh-huh. People are going to get heated up. But the question is asked, gee, how do you treat a wife, person? How, did, how must a person treat Two wives. Mm-hmm. So my first and foremost, you must treat them with equality and justice. Mm. One. And number two, if he can't and if they are unjust, he must make sabr. Sure. Important statement. You, as the husband, the stronger person, you must make sure that you execute justice and equality. You treat them equally and respectfully. Yes, you can't love them equally. Malana, there's a difference. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam treated each wife with great love and integrity. But when it came to the love, Huzur sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, to the Azwaji Mutahharat, that I love Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and I would like to spend the last few days of my life at her house. Mm. And they all voluntarily gave the turn to Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala because they knew that Rasulullah's love for Aisha was intense. That would make Rasulullah happy. And if Rasulullah is happy, Allah is happy. Mm. And if Allah is happy, we are successful. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. Mm. 
So the sisters, some of them will get upset that by marrying another widow for a divorcee, there's going to be great injustice. No. If you know how, alhamdulillah, if you are generous, you prepare to share, you prepare to understand, you prepare to accept, alhamdulillah. I see. As I, I said, this is one of the topics, Malana. Mm. We are not going to talk about this right away now and mm-hmm. make it the center of discussion. But I'm just saying for the future, we as the Muslim ummah, we have to think about what's going to happen to the future of these widows and these masum children. This is the point what I'm trying to raise, Mulana. Hmm. We're not trying to debate the issue right now. Hmm. But I'm just trying to put this point forward so that tomorrow we can have this in front of us and we can offer solutions, inshallah, to make our life better and the life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's ummah better. And, and, and you are right to start. It's, it's, it's going to open a can of worms because I see everybody says they are, they are disagreeing with you. <laughs> I see there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a listener says, I disagree with the sentiments being expressed. The modern women are nowhere near the qualities of Sahaba. I think your expectations are far-fetched. This is a listener who starts anonymous. لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة. We should follow, and the role model should be the أزواج المطهرات. You talking about modern women? There's no such thing as modern. Is either صالحات قانيتات. Allah has described women in Islam صالحات she must be pious and قانيتات she must be Allah fearing. There's no modern Islam. There's no modern woman. There's only two types of women. That she must have good akhlaq and she must have the fear of Allah. If she's got good akhlaq and she's got the fear of Allah, Alhamdulillah, Allah will make deen easy. Okay. So yes, there will be great challenges. I'm not saying go left, right and center and start marrying. I'm saying look at it, Alhamdulillah. If there is an opportunity that you can make a difference, alhamdulillah, the choice is yours. Mm. If you think you can do justice and equality, alhamdulillah. If you can't, stick to one. Mm-hmm. But Ustad, before we go to our, 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 our topic this evening, family ties, uh, there's one more question I want to read out to you. Uh, the sister's husband passed away last year because of COVID. But she's saying mm-hmm. that uh, after that, of course, after her edict, till now she isn't married. She's 47 years old. But she, she is getting proposals. But the proposals, the men are coming then, they're saying a secret nikah. I mean, come on, Ustad, that's not on. I mean, they want to take her as a second wife. She's prepared to be a second wife. But the people that are proposing her, they say, no, you know what, uh, let's do a secret nikah. I mean, being a second wife. No, start. Yes, no. Murana, don't make mazhari. Don't make fun of Islam and Shariat. Allah will destroy you. Sure. Nikah is a sunnah of Rasulullah. You don't ever make tawheed and disgrace and misinterpret the Shariat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah said to you and me, Announce the nikah in the masjid. There is no room for private nikah. That is zina, as far as I'm concerned. Ask Mufti Sahib. He will tell you that. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, make the nikah public. Announce it. So tomorrow, if you're going to see me with a sister in a car tomorrow, mm. what are you going to say to me? Look at Molana, look at him. See, he's sitting with a ghair mahram woman in that car. In the meantime, I married her and I told nobody that is why in every action of Sharia, there's wisdom and there's hikmat behind it. Islam is deen fitrat. It's a natural religion. 
Ya Allah. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, announce the marriage. And those sisters who give in to the secret marriages are equally guna in the eyes of Allah. Ya Allah. They are equally sinners in the eyes of Allah because they're condoning a wrong. Because they know what Shariat said. Shariat said, make the nikah, announce it, announce it in the masjid, have the nikahs on a Friday, have it after Juma, have it after Asar. Great sawab. So this secret nikahs, Marana, we are opening the rooms of injustice on women. So tomorrow, if that husband, Marana, ill treats her and treats her like a piece of dirt, where does she go? Because you accepted that, you negotiated that, you wanted that in your life, so now pay the price. But if you negotiated according to Sharia, Alhamdulillah, she has a foot, she has a ground to stand for justice and equality. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. 27 minutes uh, to 10 o'clock, uh, and our topic this evening is family ties. So I don't even want to go there because I see now the messages are coming in and they're touching on the topic. As Malana Salim Karim uh, said it earlier on, if I want to touch this uh, question and this topic, and we're going to open a can of worms. I see the sister from Escort. She says, Malana Arafat, tell Malana Salim I'm from Escort and I'm not shy to say, I am the second wife of so and so and he only he only married me for intercourse he only sees me once a week but i have to be in the marriage because i need finance come on ustad come on i mean i mean you, you're speaking about now widows now when the widows are getting married our men folk are taking advantage of it come on ustad Olana, this is what i'm saying when you got no sharam in you Olana, i would like to ask that brother who was married the sister from escort would he love somebody to do that to his sister? Sure. Astaghfirullah. Hmm. A man, a young man comes to Rasulullah in the masjid. Uh-huh. He says, Ya Rasulullah, give me permission to commit zina. Uh-huh. Imagine, in the presence of great, great Sahaba, right in front of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Sahaba Kiram, you know, like they were shocked. How dare this man ask such a rude question? Ya Rasulullah, give me permission to commit zina. Obviously, if it was you and me, Mulana, we become emotional. We may bash the person or throw him out of the masjid. This is how, unfortunately, we don't know how to handle the situation. You see, you've got to use wisdom, wisdom. you've got to use hilm, you've got to use tolerance. The Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called that young man and said, Come sit right next to me. Let your knees touch my knees. Rasulullah asked him a question. Do you have a mother? He says, Gee, Rasulullah, I have a mother. Rasulullah asked him, You want someone to commit zina with your mother? He says, No. Do you have an aunt? He says, Do you want somebody to commit zina with your aunt? He says, No. Hmm. Like this, Rasulullah took him on a journey of asking him. So, Huzul sallallahu said to that young man that if you're going to commit zina, hmm. it's going to be somebody's mother, it's going to be somebody's aunt, it's going to be somebody's sister. And as you don't wish it for your, for your own family, how can you wish it for somebody else? Sure. And then Rasulullah sallallahu put his hand on the heart of that young man. And what a dua Rasulullah gave. Allahumma tahir qalbahu. Rabbul Alameen, purify this young man's heart. Allah, remove this lust and desire and shaitani thoughts in his mind. Tahir qalbahu. Allah, cleanse his heart. Allah, purify his heart. Wa ahsin farjahu. Allah, protect his private parts. For my case, that individual became one of the most highest 
and one of the most knowledgeable individuals, mm. the power of Rasulullah's dua, the hikmat to how to make somebody understand that what you're doing is wrong. You don't look at the gunas of other people. If you are Allah, you are not the judge. Hate the guna, yes. You have all the right to hate the guna. You have no right to hate the person. Because tomorrow, Allah will open the doors of Tawbah for him. And then where will your face be? So you have no right. La tanzuru is a saying in Arabic. La tanzuru ila don't look at the gunas of other people. You see, you, me, and I, Molana, we are very judgmental people. We like to judge others. We don't see gee, people living in glass houses should not throw stones at others. You like to laugh. I like to laugh. We like to mock other people. But Allah Ta'ala says in the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Rasul Ipaq Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he's saying that if you mock at somebody, if you laugh at somebody, you make fun and poke fun mm. at somebody for no reason, Allah will make it such that the very same thing happens in your house. And we have seen it over and over in our society. Mm. Allahu Akbar, ya Allah. Well, Ustad, uh, 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 let's begin this uh, topic because I see there are many questions coming in regarding your topic that you just posed now about the widows and the widowers. And uh, the same sister is saying that, uh, uh, dear Molana Salim Karim, I wish we could come and see you. Uh, what my uh, husband, the same one who start from Escort, because he comes only once a week on a Friday. And she says he gives her 5,000 rand, of course, after intimacy, although she is halal. She's halal to him. But I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I start, and she says she's got a child. So. After the intercourse, of course, he gives her 5,000 or whatever, according to what she says here. And she's feeling that it's not right listening to us this evening. What must she do, Ustad? Mm. Well, the next time she comes, she must refuse the money. Number two, tell him, I married you for the pleasure of Allah. And if you want to fulfill my conjugal rights, which is an act of charity, do it for the pleasure. I don't want money. Allah. So today, on the day of Qiyamah, I don't want to be considered a prostitute. I don't want to be considered a woman who sold her body for money for a few seconds of pleasure. If you want to do what you have to do, it is your haq, it is my haq. Fulfill it according to Sharia. As it is wajib to fulfill the rights of your wife and satisfy her, likewise, alhamdulillah, it is the duty of the wife to satisfy her husband. But to take money, this is prostitution. This is haram. Allah's lanat on the person who do such things. Because nikah is a beautiful institute where Allah has kept. Every act that you do in nikah is an act of charity. So the sister is asking for advice. From now onwards, she should not accept a single cent. If she has to fulfill his conjugal right, she does it for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in place, she should give him some advice and nasihat, tell him to go and seek help from the ulama and advice from the ulama as to what it is about fulfilling conjugal rights. But for the future of her life, she should not even take a cent and use that cent in any way to feed herself, her children, or anybody for that matter. Allah save us, Ustad. Allah save us. Ustad, uh, 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 there's a listener wants to know from uh, from Margate. Uh, that's in Turban. Uh, mother passed away. Uh, basically, father passed away as well. The, both the parents passed away. So the question says here, how severe is the sin of breaking family ties in Islam? After our parents passed away, our family has split apart. Ustad, urgent, anonymous, Ustad. Maybe. 
Indeed. When a person's parents pass away, what is your duty as a son and a daughter? Four things. Number one, tajheez and takfin. Make sure that the burial proceeding and the kafan dafan is acted immediately. Mm. Don't delay the janazah for anybody. The mayyad is waiting for his hisab and kitab. If he's pious or she's pious, mm. the faritas are waiting to reward and welcome them. You are delaying the welcome, you're delaying their sawab and reward. Mm. One. And number two, Mulana, I'm going to raise this thing and this is going to cause a big fight. Mm. This has become a fashion now, Mulana, to take photographs of the mayyad. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Mm. Forget about the awam doing this, Mulana, ulama are doing this. And this makes my blood boil. Molana, oh, okay. once you give ghusl to the mayyat, ask the ulama, they will tell you. It is not permissible to show the face to anybody. <laughs> but now we are taking videos. Now we're putting the mayyat on video call. Now we are sending worldwide social media. Look at how many million people attended the janazah. Marhum, <laughs> you are showing absolutely disrespect. Sure. It's sad to say that some ulama are doing this, Mulan. I'm not saying all. And people can get angry with me. I'm going to say it. This is absolutely unacceptable. Even our sister asked me this morning, Mulana, can I show the face of my marhum parents or whoever it has passed on? I said it is haram. Tahrimi. Give the marhum the respect that they deserve. And this has become a great fitna. And unfortunately, this has become prevalent in some of the ulama because we want to show that what a great alim he was. What a great alim, inshallah, will be in the qabr when Allah is going to ask him, Marrabbuk, Madinuk, Mannabiyuk. Inshallah, he will be successful. But this to show disrespect to a mayyat malana, this is becoming very prevalent in our society. In social media, the whole world must see, mashallah, how many million people attended the janazah. This was not the tariqah of our qabirin. This was not the tariqah of the sahaba kiram. This was not the tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Show utmost respect to the, to the mayyat. Ustad, listen to this one, yeah. Uh, there's a listen, I don't know whether it's a brother or a female or not. He's saying that Mulana Salim, my sister actually took the pictures out of the marhum's clothes that he wore last and they put it on uh, on uh, on the status ustad inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun where are we going Mulana? really i can't understand the thinking of our people so let's come back to our question Mulana. let's not let's not deviate from the first and foremost is tajhiz and takfin uh-huh. number two whatever debt the marhum had uh-huh. make sure that is why Mulana. I'm saying it is over and over again. Mm-hmm. Write out your hisab and kitab. Mulana, who's owing me money? Who I am owing money? Or whose amanat I am keeping? Or whose amanat I need to return? So if I die tomorrow morning, that note is there so that all those amanat can be returned. All the debt that I'm owing to people. Mulana, if you ask me right now how much I'm owing, I won't be able to tell you. I'm honest, I'm guilty myself. I'm being honest, I'll be guilty myself because I haven't made my hisab and kitab properly as yet. So it's a lesson for you, for us, the ummah, to learn that before we die, make our hisab and kitab clear so that when we stand in front of Allah Ta'ala, we can be held accountable. 
So the second theme is that pay out all the debt of the marhum. Thirdly, carry out the wasiyat of your parents. Your father, your mother. Another brother asked me a question, Malana. Mm. My parents made an un-Islamic world. Because in that zamana, 40 years, 50 years ago, Malana, they, they weren't senior ulama or learned ulama at that time. The best they knew, alhamdulillah, they carried it out. But now that Allah has made being so clear as far as South Africa is concerned, every home has an alim, every home has a mufti. So we need to correct the un-Islamic world. Go to the ulama, go to the jamiyat. Look at the will of your father. If you have to redistribute it, do it. It's better than for your parents to suffer in their cover for the wrong will that they made and the wrong distribution. Get that out, inshallah, very important. So thirdly, carry out the wasiyat of your parents. And fourthly, this is the most important. Keep muhabbat and ties yes. of your father and mother, mm. your uncles, your aunt, your, your family, and mostly your father's brothers and sisters, your mother's brothers and sisters. Look after them, respect them, visit them, care for them. You want a long life in, your, in this dunya. You want Allah to increase your risk. You want Allah to give you a long life. Then keep up family ties. Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah Listen to this one Ustad um, I have been married for over 25 years My mother-in-law keeps allowing my husband to have affairs And even entertain his girlfriends Ustad, I have cut off all ties with her But I have this guilt in me That she is elderly And I am disrespecting her Am I wrong? Anonymous sister from Johannesburg Ustad very clear. Uh-huh. No obedience to any human being in the disobedience of Allah. Hmm. Are you there? Yeah, can you start? Uh-huh. If your ustad or your peer or your parents give you instruction to do something khilaf of the Qur'an and Sunnah. Haq. Against the Qur'an and Sunnah. With all the reasoning that they can put forward an argument. Uh-huh. There will be no obedience. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ Whatever Rasulullah Asked us to do, fakhuzu, hold on to it. Mm. And whatever Rasulullah had forbidden us, we must abstain. Yeah, a mother-in-law is encouraging the son-in-law. Can you imagine? When you lose sharam and haya and modesty, what respect has that mother got for her daughter who she gave birth for? That nine months that she carried, mm. the qurbani that she made, she cried to Allah, Rabbi habli mina salihin, Rabbana hablana mina zwajina, wa zurriyatina kurrata ayun. Allah, make my child, make my spouse, make my children the coolness of my eyes, and yeah, she's encouraging zina. Where are we going? As I said to you, all this azab that is coming upon us, 
The key factor, what well, I'm go and do a whole research, mm. it will show you it is zina. Silently, openly, in whichever way you want to talk about it, Mulana. The curse of zina mm. has got at this moment. So may Allah Ta'ala give that mother hidayat. Mm. She must make dua that Allah Ta'ala give her mother hidayat. See, she can't curse her mother. She can't fight with her mother. But she can, can, can she break off ties, Ustad? Because she says she that her husband, ties, her husband is still telling her that she must respect her. I mean, his mom. I mean, come on, Ustad. No, but she can make salam, Molana. She should not break ties with her mother. Even if your parents are mushrik, they are non-Muslims, they're not in the fold of Islam, but Sharia doesn't give you the right to disrespect them. So likewise, yeah. Yes, this is a different thing if the mother is doing something that is kufr, mm-hmm. asking yes. to do something that is totally khilaf yes. against the Quran and Sunnah, then obviously she is out of the fold of Islam. And once you're out of the fold of Islam, then you do not deserve respect in the sense that how I would, as Allah Pak says, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْنَانًا That's a different category now, where you must be good to your parents when you have iman, and they are sahibi iman. Yeah, a mother-in-law, a mother is now, you know, uh, going to such levels to dishonor her daughter, I cannot believe that a mother would do this. Mm, mm, you know, mm, a mother will always say, God, the is that, especially of her daughter. She, and yeah, she's rubbing salt in the wound and telling the son-in-law, go and do, giving him open mandate to do this. This is not acceptable, Malana. Yes, she can make dua, but she has no right to break ties with her mother. Mm, mm, mm. Ustad, there's a, a non-Muslim who's listening to us right now, and uh, he says he loves uh, the show this evening. He wants to know from you and I, what are the common reasons uh, that people cut family ties? Uh, this is anonymous, a non-Muslim uh, brother, Ustad. What are the common reasons that people cut family ties, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, respected brother. We really appreciate you tuning in to Marqas Sahaba. And as I said, it's a universal radio station promoting equality, justice, and the truth, and projecting the beautiful religion of Islam in the most beautiful way. And the whole of Islam is about respect and adab. The reason why people break ties, number one, Molana, mm. is jealousy. Mm-hmm. One, number two, animosity. Number three, hatred. Number four, greed. Why must you be better than me? What did Islam teach us all? Love for your Muslim brother, mm. but you love for me. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Treat your children equal, boys and girls." And I keep saying this over and over again, Mulana. Mm. Whilst you're alive, Allah has given you wealth. You don't want to see your siblings and your children fighting at the janazah. Mm. Guns are coming out. See, people are fighting right in front of the Mayyas just because where is the Tijori keys? Mm. See, what's, the, what's the code for the, for the electronic safe? See? And while the janazah is being in one room, the janazah is being, mashallah, people are reading Quran. In the other room, people are looting the safe. Na'udhu billah min zalik. Allah protect us. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, mm. love for your Muslim brother, 
what you love for yourself. One. Mm. Number two, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, be just with your children. Mm. Treat them equal. Haq. When Sahabi comes with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam with his son, he says, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this is my son, this is my wife. I want to give this to my son and I want to make you a witness. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at him and asked him, do you have other children? Mm. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I do have. Did you give or gift your other children as well? And he says, no. And Hudud sallallahu alayhi wasallam went red in the face and said, how dare mm. you make me a witness to an injustice? Go and do justice and equality with all your children. Mm. Sometimes we as parents, we are guilty. When our son comes, our grandson, we grab him and put him on our lap, hug him and kiss him. And when our granddaughter comes, we just carry her and put her down. Betty, salam alaikum. Allahu Akbar. Mm. Where's the equality and justice and muhabbat? Gee, as you love that grandson and hug him and kiss him, take that granddaughter of yours and hug her as well and even more. Allahu Akbar. Gee, is this not a reality, Mulana? Haqqustad. And my grandson comes, I grab him, mashallah. Hadrat Hassan and Hussein, Nuh sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, loved them so much. One day Rasulullah is giving khutbah in the masjid. Hassan and Hussein, radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah, they run in the masjid. Nuh sallallahu alayhi wa sallam becomes emotional. He gets up from the member and he grabs them. And he sits with them. Allahu Akbar. This is muhabbat, Rasulullah's love for children. So coming back to the question of that brother, why people have this animosity? See, it's because why are you better than me? Why did you get more than me? Why are you smarter than me? Mm. Be happy with Allah's decision. In Whatever is written for you, this is the belief in Iman and in Islam. That whatever my Creator has written for me, I will get it. Not one cent more, not one cent less. But mm. this is the thing that you and I think that we are the inventors of sustenance. We are the, the distributors and we are the sole agents. You are nothing. You just as a recipient of the gift and the, and the sustenance of Allah. The real provider is Allah Rabbul Alameen. Mm. So be happy with Allah's decision. Ustad, is a listener says here that uh, uh, their beloved father passed away on the 5th of uh, July. And since then... My sister, she took all the heirs, all the inheritance, and she hasn't distributed till now. And she's living a life, you know. Now the sister says, another sister says here that that has split the entire family. We all hate her. We curse her. Ustad. That is why in Sharia, you need to appoint an executor. This is again, our parents need to take cognizance of this, that who do I appoint to run the affairs of my entire estate, be it an alim, be it somebody who is learned and who can execute the estate and give the heirs and fulfill the haq of the marhum as quick as possible. Mulana, that sister, she has filled her belly with the fire of Jahannam. Allah will take that entire thing and turn it into a ball of fire. Allah will make it a necklace of fire. And that's what she will be honored for on the day of Qiyamah with punishment. The quicker she returns every cent that she took, give it to the rightful people, get the ulama, and let it be distributed 
correctly in accordance to the Quran. Otherwise, she, her family, her children are doomed. But Ustad, don't, don't, don't they feel, I mean, guilty, Ustad? The father passed away. You do, you're not distributing the AIDS. You are living it up. You are living a, 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 what, a luxury life. I mean, don't you feel guilty, Ustad? And now the family has split. Brother not talking, sister not talking, this one not talking, Ustad. The greatest azab on the day of Qiyamah, do you know mm-hmm. why our du'as are not being accepted? Uh-huh. Ask ourselves why. Mm. Two reasons. Number one is that we have broken family ties. Rana, you can go 50 times for Hajj, 100 times for Umrah. You can give a million rand to build a masjid. None of it is accepted by Allah. Mm. You broke ties. The worst thing. What did Rasulullah tell you and me as an ummah? Sil man qata'ak. Those who break ties with you, you go and mend ties. Even if you are 100% right, go tell the person, Mujim Afkarto. This is Islam. This is love. This is unity. This is what I love my brothers. I love my sisters. I'll do anything for them. Because as a big brother, you take the place of your father. Gee, where is the maqam now? In the olden days, gee, we used to call our big sister Apa. Am I right, Molana? Gee, Ustad. <laughs> our big brother, what we used to call him, Bhai. Subhanallah, in Gujarati, I'm not sure what's the right word. <laughs> but Subhanallah, that concept is gone. Once the father passes away, the mother passes away, those little ones, they feel that they are the boss. Where is the respect and dignity? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, give due respect to those who deserve respect. So yeah, the sister, what she's done is totally un-Islamic, unacceptable. She should make tawbah. She, she must collect all that money mm. or present all that she has spent and put it back into the kitty and let it be distributed according to Sharia. Mm. Whatever is due to her, she will get it. And whatever is due to the others, in that way, she will please Allah and she will be doing her parents a great favor by carrying out the laws of Sharia. Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah. I see there's another listener from Lady Smart to start. How does one cope with dealing with broken family ties? Ustad, I don't think our family will ever, ever get back together. It is already seven and a half months. We all are not in talking terms. Lady Smart, how does one cope with dealing with broken family ties, Ustad? Molana, very important that we should take the guidance of ulama. Ah. If the family members cannot come to consensus, get an alim involved uh-huh. and ask the alim to intervene to set up a meeting and clear up all the misunderstanding, the misinformation. Sometimes, Molana, it's a small thing. You know, I misunderstood what my, my brother said or my sister said. And that little word, one word, that destroys the whole family. Mm. So it is important in that situation, don't give up hope. Allahumma alib bayna khulubina. Wa aslih zaata baynina. Wahdina subul as-salam. Wa najjina min al-zulumati ilan Read this dua. Allahumma alif bayna khulubina. Allah, unite our heart. Allah, forgive our shortcomings. Allah, protect us from guna. Mm. Because if you want that family to succeed, generations mm. to come, then inshallah, the elders of the family should take up the challenge and say, never mind, even if I am 100% right, I'm prepared to go to my brother and I'm prepared to go to my sister 
and say to her, for the sake of Allah, forgive me. Allah, there's no better way of winning Allah's love and muhabbat sure. So the brother from the Smith, I'm not sure who he is. If he needs Mulana's help, he's welcome. Contact Mulana. We will set up a meeting with the family and inshallah, Allah try and resolve it. But do not sleep one night extra without making salam and trying to make peace and resolve the issue. Mm. Allahu Akbar. Husa, there are so many questions coming in. It's already uh, a minute left to 10 o'clock. Maybe perhaps we start. Uh, there is another brother as well. He's Pouring his heart out here. Uh, I don't know if I should read the question, but the time is up, Ustad. Uh, the brother says, uh, I am a grown man, Molana uh, Salim Karim. I'm interested in a girl hoping to get married. The girl comes from an affluent family, but mother, however, does not approve of her. And this is causing problems. She is threatening to cut all ties off with me if I go ahead and marry this girl. What do I do? Anonymous brother, Ustad, it's a minute left to 10 o'clock, Ustad. Marana, my advice is the brother should negotiate with his mother, one. Number two, he's an adult. Number three, he's mature. Mm. Number four, if there's a fear that he's going to get himself involved in zina, then the rightful thing to do is, inshallah, again, take an alim, try and go and talk to the elders of the family, take the uncle, take the ne- whoever is close to his mother, mm. inshallah, to make it understand. But if she still fails to give the answer, and if it's of a personal nature, you know, Morana, I said, hate the guna or the mistake. Mm. Don't hate the person. So let's not judge people. Maybe she hasn't seen the other side of that person. Allah. Why look at it only from one side? that these are her weaknesses. Maybe this will be the masterpiece of your daughter-in-law. Gee? So why, why deprive your son of his happiness? Give him the joy and opportunity. Yes, if he makes mistakes, he learn by his mistakes. But as a mother, in this zamana, I think it's important to encourage your children to get married as soon as possible. As long as they got iman, they've got akhlaq, the girl or the boy that they're marrying has got deen, otherwise takun fitnatun wa fasadun You are opening a door of great fitna and destruction to humanity and society. Mm. And I'm going to end it with a nice one here, Mulana. Do that? I think long time I never told you a joke. Let uh-huh, me see. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A teacher asked the class to write a topic. On what? What is the bravest thing your dad has done? Uh-huh. A teacher asked the class to write on a topic. And what's the topic? What's the bravest thing your dad has done? So one sharp student wrote, uh-huh. my dad married my mom. <laughs> 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 the bravest thing that my father did. <laughs> my dad married my mom. All right, Mulana, on a light note, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Gee, Allah ta'ala, forgive our shortcomings. We have so much to learn. Mulana, learn to forgive, learn to be patient, and learn to have sabr and tolerance, and always have a forgiving heart. Inshallah, have a big heart. Mm-hmm. I end it here. Mm-hmm. Continuously start giving in the path of Allah. Charity. Charity not only with money, with words, with action, with feelings. 
keep giving hata rahega allah will constantly send for you mercy and rahma wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin allahu akbar two minutes after 10 south african time it's a beautiful evening it's a beautiful night i see many many questions are still in what i'm going to do i'm going to copy all the questions and inshallah we will try and continue with this maybe uh, this coming saturday of course not tomorrow saturday tomorrow my beloved fadila tulustani and i will be on uh, our nikah announcements inshallah so we leave it there and love you on this beautiful night uh, let's take heed let's take uh, uh, advice what our beloved uh, fadila tulustad just uh, mentioned and i will be sending the podcast out time is up my engineer needs to go as well so we're going to leave it there inshallah uh, there are many many questions that are coming in oh it's so sad what's happening around the ummah of our beloved nabi karim muhammad mustafa janab sallallahu alaihi wasallam aziz is another message just came in right now and says uh, Molana it's so sad how our family is loving nobody don't even visit each other after my mommy closed her eyes but inshallah we will be giving you advice inshallah this coming Saturday morning on our program as safina to ilal jannah from myself and our beloved brother Lokalo and of course our senior ustad Hazrat Molana Salim Karim Tamad Barakat when all of you out there have a beautiful night Juma Mubarak see you guys tomorrow morning same time same place on our program as safina to ilal jannah اللهم اهدنا واهدبنا واهدنا الناس جميعا السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته